Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A little bit of breaking news for you here, Duke fans. Welcome to the latest edition, episode number 527 of the Duke Basketball Roundup. You know, it's kind of crazy. Sometimes you have those days in the summertime when nothing's happening. Sometimes there are weeks where nothing's happening. And then sometimes you have a day like today where in the span of just a few hours, we got two pretty significant pieces of news about the Duke basketball team. One involving the players and name, image, and likeness, and the other involving the Duke coaching staff. Before we get into those pieces of news, time for introductions, because after 527 of these, there's no way you know who's talking to you, right? <laughs> Who am I? I'm Jason you? Evans. <laughs> I'm Jason Evans here for your listening enjoyment. I am joined, as I almost always am, by Donald Wine. Donald, I'll let you do the honors of telling everyone where in the world is Donald Wine today. Well, first of all, Kiora. Um, which is how they say hello here in Auckland, New Zealand, uh, where I am for the Women's World Cup. I, I, I had to fly 47 hours, Jason, 47 hours of travel to get from D.C. Okay, wait, wait, to wait, Wellington. Wait. Was that was that an exaggeration, or was it literally? Because if it's 47 hours, I got to hear how it happened. No, no. Okay, so I left my apartment in D.C. on Monday morning at 4 a.m. to get to Baltimore to fly to LAX. I had a 12-hour layover at LAX because for some reason United wouldn't get me a, a, a later flight. So I had to stay at LAX for 12 hours. LAX to Sydney, which is about 16 hours of flight, a five-hour layover there. Then from Sydney to Auckland, basically rushed between two terminals to catch a flight 
from Auckland to Wellington, which is where the U.S. women played Netherlands yesterday. And so I arrived the night before that game, 47 hours after I left my door in D.C. So um, wow. if you're asking if you're asking what day it is, apparently it's Friday. It's great, great reason we have phones for that. But Jason, I think this is the first time we've had you know episodes that have started on one day and ended on the other. We record around midnight. You and I and Sam have been in different places and different time zones. But I think this is the first time that we can say that this is being recorded on two days at yes. the same time. <laughs> right. It is Thursday evening in uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, on the east coast of the United States, and it is Friday morning in New Zealand. All right, Donald. Uh, enough of us chattering a little bit about women's world cup, which is really cool and really fun. And I enjoyed the game. And, and yeah. you, are, you are one of the great, great soccer fans of the, of the women's and men's national teams. So we love what you're doing out there, but let's get to the Duke news. And the Duke news is this. We have all heard about this event that Duke was planning in Chicago, a name image and likeness connected event where the Duke basketball team was going to Chicago for other activities, and while they were there, the team would spend some time and have a special NIL-connected event where Duke fans could spend $2,500. It was a pricey ticket, $2,500, and as a result, they could watch the team do a special scrimmage. There was also like uh, dinner and drinks connected with it. There would be a lot of socializing with members of the team. It is worth noting that the coaching staff would not be there for the event, that this like my bet is they probably weren't allowed to wear Duke jerseys and stuff. You know, there's all kinds of stuff to sort of separate the university from this NIL event, separate the coaching staff and representatives of Duke from this NIL event. Well, we just got word literally in the past hour or so that the event has been called off because the NCAA said that this was improper, that it wasn't organized in the right way or something like that. Now, I'm going to, Donald, I'm, I'm going to go first on this because I'm going to tell you that I've spoken to sources close to the team. I'm not going to get into details of who they are, but these are people who know what's going on with the team. And what I've been told is that players have not been given a good explanation for why this happened, that there's a lot of frustration and maybe even a little bit of anger. Uh, we, we, we heard there was an article in Forbes magazine or I guess Forbes online, where a a reporter was able to speak to John Shire a little bit about this event. Uh, this this happened prior to it being canceled. And what we'd heard was that about 50 tickets had been sold. And that comes to revenue of around $125,000. Now, not all that revenue was going to go to Duke. I'm sure there were expenses connected to this. But I, my bet is that the players were looking at five, seven, maybe as much as $10,000 each, probably probably like in the five to $7,000 range. For each and every player on the team, they will now not be getting that money. And that's got to frustrate them and make them angry. Uh, it, it is easy, I think, for us to think of the stars and how much money they probably make off of name, image, and likeness. I'm sure that Kyle Filipowski and Tyrese Proctor and Jeremy Roach and on and on, that the guys who are the major players for Duke are all doing quite nicely from various deals that they cut with companies and individuals and the such connected to NIL. But there are players on this Duke team where the five, seven, whatever thousand dollars they were going to get from this was a significant payday and would really matter to them. And it really sucks that the NCAA has has blocked this, has prevented them from doing it. 
in a minute, I'll get into why I think the NCAA may have stepped up here and done something. But Donald, why don't you go ahead, talk about it a little bit yourself. And again, my sources just say that Duke is frustrated and doesn't know why. And they they should be because there's no good reason or explanation for this. And, And this, Jason, we've talked about NIL for what, the last two, three years now and how Basically, the NCAA was forced into creating, quote, a Wild West because they didn't do anything. The legislatures from several states decided to make this a reality, and the NCAA was kind of like, okay, sounds good. You guys go forth with it. And now it seems like they're coming up with stuff on the fly. And, and maybe and, and I'm sure we'll get into, get into some of the specifics from the NCAA side. But I'll say this. You, you mentioned a lot of what I was going to say in the, in the fact that this is – was a prime opportunity, not necessarily for the stars, but for those guys that are further down the bench who put in the work, the same work as some of the stars do, but don't get a lot of the credit, don't get a lot of the playing time, who don't have a lot of the notoriety. I also think that it's funny, Jason, this morning, for me, this morning, you know, this afternoon for you, we were just talking about how we were going to talk this weekend about the event and, and the you know how it was being put together and in that Forbes article that you mentioned. In the span of like 20 minutes, it went from that to, oh, we got to talk about this event not happening anymore. That's how quickly this came about. And I think it's really – it sucks for the fans who paid the money to go to, to, yeah. to attend this event. It sucks for the players who, you know, of course, we talk about how, you know, we have Rachel Baker and how you know Duke has been, you know, lockstep in making sure everything that they do is above board. And this event – was above board. Everything about it was done the right way. And I don't know where the NCAA has the rationale to say that this is quote an impermissible benefit when any of these, I mean, these guys can do this on the, all the time. And, and this was even not done through Duke, right? It was done through the NIL site that the players set up called the, the brotherhood dot live um, where they can get shirts and stuff from them. They set this up through that website and not through Duke athletics. So I, right. I they they I had to that, yeah, yeah I, they I, had I to yeah absolutely yeah yeah and you mentioned like they would probably you know have generic you know jerseys on blue white whatever but they wouldn't say Duke on them anything that that would make it that it seemed like it was a Duke event as opposed to a players putting this thing on and people showing up thing I, I I'm very curious to see how this resonates because I know a lot of colleges a lot of programs and especially a lot of the players from other programs. We're looking at this as kind of saying, oh, this might be a blueprint for how we can do something similar for our players. And now they're probably going to the NCAA saying, yo, what was wrong with this? Because we were going to set up something similar as well. Duke was leading the way in some of these areas. And now the players, it feels like, you know, the frustration is warranted. They're back at square one. We're back at, you know, the NCAA, you know, penalizing one team for this and penalizing and not penalizing another team for doing the same thing. There's no rule set. And now the pressure has to go back to the NCAA and say, Hey, if this is bad for you, then you need to figure out what is and what isn't good. Right? Like you have to figure this out because you've gone so long with letting it be a wild west. You can't now step in and say, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Now we have to put in some rules. This is, this was way too much. And it wasn't. I, I think that's the the real thing here is a lot of people were hurt in this, especially given the timing of it, because it was supposed to happen on on Saturday, I want to say. Yeah, so Saturday night. Yep. The guys were leaving for the for Chicago tonight. So this is something that, you know, comes way out of left field and 
without any explanation, I can understand why they're frustrated. Yeah. So uh, the article by Jeff Fidoten, um, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right, in, in Forbes, had a lot of interesting detail about what was going to be going on at this game and and this weekend. Uh, it, he 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 was the one who has the number of fifty people playing, uh, fifty people paying for this um, at twenty five hundred bucks a, a pop. There were, by the way, uh, Jeff says that several former players, uh, again, no coaches could be there, but several former Duke players were expected to be in attendance. To and also, to, Jason, I should mention that no media was allowed at this right, as well. Exactly. This was something where even. The, you know, the sports information department was well removed from this. And they were saying, hey, we're not issuing credentials for this. The players aren't as well. This is strictly just for those fans who paid for tickets. Yeah. And 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 I think it was going to be a great event for those fans. I mean, admittedly, that that's a price, a very pricey ticket. But um, when you when you hear what people pay to attend a Taylor Swift concert and <laughs> and, and and other, you know, high profile sporting events, uh, you can understand there are people out there who can afford this. And and if you're a Duke fan and you could afford this, this was going to be a really special night and an opportunity to, co to connect with current players, former players in a way that that probably isn't usually available to fans. And it's it's a real, real pity that it got canceled because, frankly, no one knows where what the guidance on NIL is. No one knows where the line is that the NCAA has drawn or is drawing and and that's what makes it so frustrating if you if you knew why the NCAA didn't like this event and has approved of other events because there've been other somewhat similar events you know team like North Carolina this year is going to do their blue white game and the ticket the ticket sales will go to the players in fact i think they did that last year as well and this is really no different than that it's just taking place in the summer as opposed to taking place you know, in September or October, I suspect Jason, Jason, I can also, yeah. you know, this is not a, a similar instance, but like even just the, the gray area of NIL between the players and the university, right? We have certain, you know, there's certain universities who, you know, sell jerseys and they sell t-shirts and they sell, you know, all these things with players names on the back and they have a deal with the university. The players have a deal with the university so that the university can sell their jerseys with their right. names on the back and give them a cut. Duke doesn't even do this because Duke is saying that that is something that will not be, you know, above board when they start codifying all these things. But even that, right, like this was not set up by Duke. This was set up by the players. And you have instances where the university is setting things up on behalf of the players and it's being allowed where this isn't. So I think that's where – Again, it adds to the frustration when you kind of see, you know, we're not even in column A or column B, we're in column C, and you're putting us under column A, and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, if I had to bet, and I, I will admit now that I am blindly speculating, if I had to bet, I would say that the problem the NCAA probably had here was that Duke, the university, the basketball program, the athletic department had organized a trip for the team a team building trip to go to Chicago. Uh, you know, among the information that we had in, in the article, article by Jeff uh, Fedoten was that the team was going to be doing a lot of other stuff in addition to this event when they are there in, in Chicago, that they were going to uh, spend a day along Lake Michigan at the beach, that they were going to do boating and stuff like that. Uh, he, he said they had a deep dish pizza outing. This is uh, Chicago is of course the hometown of both Ryan Young and uh, Jaden Shute. So I'm sure those guys were really looking forward to to showing their favorite haunts and their favorite things around the city to the rest of the team. Additionally, there was supposed to be a event called the uh, Brotherhood CEO Program 
that they're going to be doing in Chicago where former Duke alumni and, and executives were going to talk to the players about business, finance, branding, and the such like that. Probably a great chance for players to develop some contacts with people who might be useful as advisors or, or employers or whatever in, in future years. In any event, there was a lot of stuff connected to this weekend. And my bet is that the NCAA said, hang on, Duke, you're paying for the players to fly to Chicago. You're paying for them to stay in, I'm sure, a first-class hotel. And they just happen to be doing a basketball game in the city at the same time. My bet is the NCAA said, no, 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 no. You, you can't pay all these expenses. Basically, Duke was paying almost all the expenses, with probably with the exception of like the food and drink and rental of the facility. Duke was picking up everything else. And the NCAA probably said, no, you can't do all of that and have it be a NIL event that's not connected to the school. That's just speculation on my part. But that makes a little bit of sense in terms of what the NCAA is blocking. On the other hand, I think the NCAA, it, it's insane that they block any of this stuff. It doesn't make any sense to me. And Jason, it, again, expanding on that speculation that you just had, if that's the case, then the NCAA just needs to say that. Right. Like, hey, you can do this event, but you can't the, the school can't fly the players there. They can't have these other events associated with it. The players got to do it on their own, because if they had if they had known that maybe this takes place, but not in Chicago. Right. Maybe it takes right. place in in D.C., where we have, again, a lot of players are from. Maybe it takes place in Durham, but just not on Duke's campus where there's an opportunity for the players to rent a gym out and say, hey, we're here. We're going to play this game and we're going to charge people to show up and, and have some access those are things that are again are approved by the you know, by this name image and likeness, and if the NCAA the, the problem that Jason you and I have Sam will agree with us like with the NCAA is they like to say no without saying why, and this is an option where they say hey if you're going to deny something you need to explain it so that people understand why you're doing making the move that you are when you just say no without a lot of context then people, again, create these gray areas of, okay, so you know, that's why the rule book is 15,000 pages long because you have all these gray areas that you yourself have created. So, yeah, expand on the speculation. If they had just said, yo, this is fine, you just can't travel to it, then this would have happened in another way. But it doesn't sound like that was given to the players, and it seems like that's why, again, they're sitting here saying, what, like, what do we do wrong here? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Hey, look, we're going to take a quick break. We've spoken enough about this thing that we have very, very little info and that, frankly, Duke has very little info about as well. When we come back from the break, Duke has a new assistant coach. It is not a name that anyone really thought was going to be out there. A really interesting choice by John Shire to be sitting next to him on the bench. That story in just a moment. This episode of the Duke Basketball Roundup is sponsored by BetterHelp. Wow, the year feels like it's flown by. As we enter the summer, it is the time to take note of the wins that life has brought you. And it's a good time to make adjustments for the rest of 2024. Talking to someone about those wins and improvements can help you recalibrate and give you something to focus on for the remaining months of the year. That's right, Donald. That's where BetterHelp can provide the alley-oop. Getting advice from a therapist can help you keep the focus on the good things in life and learn how to handle the hard better. It's online, it's flexible, and you get to fit it within your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched to a professional that can serve as your guide and you can switch anytime you wish. 
So if you need help setting those goals to carry you through 2024, try BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DukeBB, that's D-U-K-E-B-B, today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash DukeBB. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we're back from the break, and there is a new assistant coach at Duke. According to the reports, John Shire looked at Duke guys. Brendan Marks of The Athletic says that there was a serious vetting process that went on with some former Dukies, you know, some some members of the Brotherhood who were very much considered for the open coaching position, the position that used to be held by Emil Jefferson on the Duke staff. This is a fairly senior position at Duke because this is a guy – who will be expected to go on the road and do recruiting for John Shire. And Shire chose not to go with a Duke guy who went outside the family, so to speak, and picked Emmanuel Dildy, who was currently the associate head coach. He had just been promoted to associate head coach at Oklahoma. This is a guy who had a who has a long history. He's 42 years old. He has been a coach since his mid-20s, and he has been at a lot of different programs. And, uh, you know, Donald, before I get your reaction to it, I just want to go through the list of programs that Emmanuel Dildy has been at. And by the way, it is worth noting that Dildy is considered one of the top recruiters out there, uh, you know, in, in the in the world of assistant coach recruiting. He started at a junior college in Chicago called Kennedy King College. Uh, he was assistant coach there for a couple of years. He was then head coach there for a couple of years. Uh, he then moved on to Eastern Illinois. That's his alma mater. That's where he played his, his college basketball he was uh, actually an all Ohio Valley um, conference player when he was at Eastern Illinois, a very good player who then played professionally for a few years before becoming a head coach. So he was at Eastern Illinois for a few years. He was then at Loyola Chicago with Porter Moser. And that's significant because he is credited with being the guy who recruited the players at Loyola who took that team to the final four. Uh, you know, I'm sure all of us remember just a few years back that Loyola made a final four 
one of the biggest upsets among any team to ever make a Final Four. And Emmanuel Dildi is one of the guys who brought in those players. After Loyola, he was at Missouri, then Valparaiso. And then, and this is significant, he was at Northwestern for three years. So even though this is not a guy who is part of the Duke family, he absolutely knows Chris Collins and knows him really well. I'm sure John Shire spoke about Emmanuel Dildi extensively with Chris Collins before making this hire. What's more, while he was at Northwestern, Ryan Young was at Northwestern. I guarantee you that John Shire spoke to Ryan Young, his fifth-year senior. Actually, I think Ryan Young is technically a sixth-year senior. Uh, he spoke to Ryan Young about Emmanuel Dildi and what kind of a coach he is. And then, as I mentioned, Dildi was at Oklahoma where he had just been promoted to associate head coach. He goes down to being, he takes a demotion, so to speak. He goes down to just being a assistant coach, not associate head coach at Duke, but obviously the Duke program, a step up from the Oklahoma program. No offense to Porter Moser at Oklahoma. But uh, so Donald, give me your reaction to this. Another outsider coming into the Duke program. And again, another elite recruiter, which if you think about it also, Jason, you talked about his link with, you know, his Duke adjacent link being at Northwestern under Chris Collins. It, it, if I can remind people, Jay Lucas also was kind of Duke adjacent because his family grew up in, in Durham. And so he had at least a Durham connection, uh, not necessarily Duke connection. So it's interesting that we have that, but also again, another elite recruiter, a guy who JC mentioned, he played at Eastern Illinois. He actually transferred there from New Mexico state. So he knows about that the transfer portal. He knows how to navigate that. He can go after those kind of guys. He's played professionally. He played a couple years in Germany. He can tell you about the trials and tribulations of trying to make it as a professional and what, again, he may not have made it to the NBA, but at least he knows what it takes to play professional basketball. And again, can impart that wisdom upon players. And again, every stop he's been, he has been known as the guy that's brought in, you know, some of the best recruits that that school has seen to date. So uh, I, I'm really looking forward to this. And also it just goes to show you that John Shire is willing to look outside this program for fresh perspectives. He has been, you know, outspoken in, you know, again, elevating Jay Lucas after a year to associate head coach and in, in saying that his wisdom and his perspective has been a fresh look at things and how he can create this program and, and usually in, in take it to a, a level that even Duke has never seen before taking those outside perspectives and making them, his own and making that part of his legacy, I think is, is great. And, and, you know, even I, I know we love our Duke players. We love our former Duke players and one in them wanting to be a part of this program. I think there's going to be a lot of time for that. I also think Jason, this is set up for continuity purposes. If you mentioned uh, that Dildy is like 42 years old. So he's, he's still a young guy, but he's not as young as John Shire, well, or Jay Lucas. Well, I was going to say the great thing is he's the second oldest coach on the roster that, Chris right. Carwell's 45, he's 42, Shire's 35, uh, Lucas is 32. Actually, I haven't looked it up. Will Avery's probably in his 40s. So Will Avery's, Will Avery's a little older than Carwell, yeah. so, or, or probably the same age as Carwell, so 45, yeah. 46. But I, I also think that's going to set up the continuity because I think, and we, we speculated in the last segment, I'm going to speculate again. Jay Lucas is not going to be here very long. He has been a guy that has been, He's on, on a head coaching the, track for sure. Yeah. He's on the head coaching track and a lot of people are keeping their eyes on him. The fact that he's been such a defensive guru so far for us, that he's been an elite recruiter for us. Those are two things that everyone wants in a head coach. And he is probably going to be gone 
from Durham in the next couple of years. I'm not going to say after this season or after next season, but people have their eyes on him, and Dildy is a way to keep that continuity going while, again, having that outside fresh perspective if, by chance, Jay Lucas decides to take his talents to become a head coach somewhere else. So I think this is a great move. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what he can do. And, again, I, for me, the recruiting thing is 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 bigger than everything, right? The fact that we have a bunch of guys on this staff who can recruit their tails off and get in, you know, bring in elite talent. That's what I'm looking for. I think that's what a lot of Duke fans are looking for. Yeah. I, I think it's an exciting hire because it, it is John Shire again, going outside the family and, and looking for, you know, who, who he can pluck from the other top tier programs and, and make someone that, you know, Duke is, uh, you know, is very involved with and, and, and bring on board to, to enhance our our program and and enhance our profile, I I I, I like him going outside the family. Um, it just feels to me like he's he's a guy who likes to bring in a lot of different opinions, and and hear from different people and hear different styles. And look, the reality is this is not an old staff, and this is someone who who has been in coaching for more than a decade. Um, so he brings a lot of experience to the job. And I, I I think it's a really good hire, and I'm 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 very excited about it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great to see how he fits in with the rest of the staff. Like, of course, they all have their different, you know, responsibilities, and you know, for on the recruiting trail, you know, we have a lot of guys that we are targeting in the next couple of years, especially some some key talents, right? We we talked about Cooper Flag, we've talked about the Boozer Twins, you know, some of the best players in college basketball. How and in these guys, when they before they get to Duke, are used to recruiting talent, but not necessarily the elite top five, top ten talent. How he fits in with that staff and and how they get together to really mesh in and work on the recruiting trail together to land some of these talents that we are trying to bring to Durham. I, I think that's the first step, and it sounds like they are very excited about having him on board to again provide that perspective that could be the difference between some of these guys coming to Duke and going somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to one last very quick item that just came up a couple days ago. Uh, we we got news that Duke has extended head football coach Mike Elko's contract through the 2029 season. Uh, not at all surprising that Duke would want to lock Elko down for a, for a couple extra years uh, because uh, his first season was ridiculously good, a nine-win season, na- being named Atlantic Coast Conference Coach of the Year, I think. Uh, I think that definitely merits extending him. And and uh, there, there haven't been details of this contract released yet, Donald. I'm sure that Elko is getting some kind of a raise. Perhaps more significantly, it was announced that in addition to extending Elko and, and probably giving him a raise, Duke has committed to raise the salaries of the assistant coaches, the, the Duke coaching staff. I'm sure that's something that Mike Elko felt was really important to keep some continuity on that staff, to to have have guys happy with their role in the Duke program and sticking around. It probably helps Elko to bring in other coaches that he may be interested in. Uh, nothing not to like about this. It is good to see Duke committing money to the football program, more money. They've, they've, they've been quite generous with it, but being even more is always better because football is what drives the bus in, in terms of conference realignment and, and conference money and all that other kind of stuff. So I, I'm I'm thrilled with this. I also hope, Donald, I dearly hope that written into this new contract is some kind of buyout that would be paid to Duke in the event someone, some bigger program, some program with even more money, some program that 
feels they can pry Mike Elko away that if they come along and manage to convince him to leave. And I hope not. That is not what I'm, <laughs> I desperately want that not to happen. But if it happens, I hope there's a buyout that allows Duke to get a little something as compensation for having this guy do so well in Durham. Oh yeah. I, I agree with you. I, first of all, it's a great, great thing that we have Mike Elko here. Uh, I'm really, really excited. Uh, I think there's a lot of, there's been a lot of excitement about the football program over, over the last 18 months. And even as Jason, we had that nine win season that capped in the, in the military bowl that we just absolutely destroyed UCF, right? Like the excitement around the program is there. We have a difficult season ahead of us with, uh, or at least from a schedule standpoint, we have a lot of good teams coming to Durham this year that uh, will give us a test. But I think that securing these guys is future, right? The coach and the coaching staff and giving them that, at least that air of, Hey, you were wanted here. We appreciate you being here. And here's a sign of that appreciation, uh, at least in small part or, or maybe large part. We, we will never know. But I, I think those sort of things allow that coaching staff to get settled in as we start training camp very, very soon uh, to get ready for the new season. These guys can be locked in and say, we're ready to go. We're ready to commit all the way in. And, and like you said, Jason, this coaching staff is great. We've seen the, the progress that they've made so far. We've seen some of the successes they've had. And if another team wants to come in and try and take that away, hopefully Duke is left with something uh, in the form of monetary contributions uh, from that school. Um, but congratulations to Coach El Elko and the entire coaching staff. Uh, this is a, a very well-deserved raise for them, um, and or at least extension. Uh, and I'm really happy that these guys will stay in Durham, hopefully, for the length of that contract. Because if they are, Jason, conference realignment might have something to say. Uh, of well, Duke might have something to say about the conference realignment if we continue to progress the way we have. Because I think as we continue to elevate as a program, more eyeballs in the form of TV eyeballs will be centered on that program. And we're going to have a lot of you know, big paydays because of it. Well, yeah, and speaking of TV eyeballs, we are just barely a little bit more than a month. I, I think it's about five, five and a half weeks from the Blue Devils mm -hmm. kicking off the season against Clemson on national television, a primetime game, a, a big opportunity for Mike Elko and the Blue Devils to tell the entire football world that this program that last year, those nine wins last year, were not a fluke. Um, and I'm super looking forward to that game and to the to the football season in general. All right, Donald, that's going to wrap Day, night. Labor Day yeah. night. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for us on this latest episode of the Duke Basketball Roundup. We had a lot of breaking news for you. If there is any more news, we will be back here to tell you all about it. For Sam, who couldn't be with us. For Donald, who's in New Zealand. Wow. I am Jason Evans. This has been episode number 500. I forgot the number. 527. <laughs> 527. Thank you of the Duke Basketball Roundup. Here's the Duke Band. I didn't forget about them. They're here to play us out and take us home. Look at you in your hotel room. What a good, view. Good morning <laughs> from the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what day is it? It's Friday, right? It's Friday here, Friday morning. Thursday night here, Thursday evening, I should say. By the way, your audio is great. Your your video is lagging a little bit. Not that it matters. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably hotel Wi-Fi. Yep, exactly. If it if it gets to a problem, I can always just uh, shut off my video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's 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 not a problem at all. Like it's just.
me noting the lip flap from <laughs> yeah yeah well i'm also you know it's the future so you know right the, the yeah. light takes a minute there's, to catch up there's a delay coming from the future <laughs> <laughs> yeah what stocks should i buy tomorrow come on <laughs> uh the the stock market has oh i guess it has opened up we will see i will i will let you know shortly there i think there was a um uh, I'm looking and there's like a uh, video board off in the distance um, mm -hmm. from my hotel room. And I think it was flashing some of the, uh, uh, oh, the, the ticker like, stock prices, the ticker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can't really see it right now because it, it's like rotating. Right. Right. What if you I do have a great them? view? I have a great view of uh sky tower, which is their big tower here in Auckland. Um, I'm looking straight ahead of me from the uh, hotel. Did you go to the match yesterday? You were there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was at the match. That was in Wellington. Um, I was in Wellington for like 24 hours um, mm. and then flew back last night here to Auckland. Now I'll be here in Auckland until the 4th. Okay. Then the 4th, I go to Sydney or Melbourne, depending on where the next game is. Right. Now, how have you, how will you get tickets to the next game? Because you don't know. I have them already. Be... Have I, so I have both? tickets to both games, both possible games it could be. And you'll just sell the other one. Yeah. Maybe you even make yeah. a profit. Well, they don't allow you to profit. Um, oh, really? Because it's FIFA's thing. Yeah, so you can only sell it for, I think you can only sell it for like 10% over face yeah. value, but they take 10%. So like the yeah. most you can get is your money back, which is, is fine with me. I'm not. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These tickets were, these tickets were $15. So I'm not stressing. Really? Yeah, all the tickets here have been super, super cheap. So I bought tickets wow. not knowing which games I was even going to go to. And basically, it's like, all right, if I buy a ticket to this game and I don't sell it, then my ticket was yeah. $15 plus $15 is still 30 Like, Right, right. I can't get yeah. a $30 ticket for a game in America. So this is this is great. Yeah, it's the cost of coffee. <laughs> not even. Like, not right. even. And then that's, that's like, I mean, that's $10 US, like in... New Zealand, it's like fifteen or something. So I'm like looking at these prices. Like last night, I had a glass of wine at the hotel, and it was in American dollars. It was like five fifty. I'm like, oh, like in DC, a glass of wine is fifteen dollars, not five dollars. <laughs>